Hi, friends. Welcome to the Connected Families Podcast. I'm so glad that you are tuning in. We are working to make every episode an encouragement to you by bringing you both God's grace and truth, biblical wisdom, and practical tools that you can use every day. Today's episode is going to be just that. We are going to be talking about homework. Here in the States, we're gearing up to start school again soon. You may be a parent that's wondering, how can you start strong, especially after this really kind of weird COVID year that we had? Well, today I have two new guests to the podcast, but they're not new to connected families. Bonnie Williams and Corey Thetford are certified connected families parent coaches. That means that they meet with parents one-on-one, guiding them through struggles using the connected families framework. Bonnie has teens and worked in the public schools in the past. Bonnie, welcome to the Connected Families podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here, Stacy. And Corey, you have small kids and you homeschool them. So welcome to the podcast. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm thrilled to have you both because you kind of represent kind of the gamut of educational systems and also the ages of kids. And we know that school years are different no matter where people are around the world. And even if they're homeschooling, Corey, you said you're in the middle of school now and others here, um, like our family, we're gearing up to start school again in a couple of weeks. And you know, my daughter just told me today, she started tapping on her computer and she said, mom, the sound of the keyboard taps is giving me PTSD. And this is my daughter. This is my daughter who's going into 12th grade. She said, can I just skip 12th grade? I just know I can pass it without a class. (laughs) I like her thinking. I know. (laughs) I think she probably could too, actually. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, kids and families, we have just all sorts of different feelings about school, don't we? Yes, for sure. For sure. And homework brings up a lot more feelings. So I don't know about you guys, but what are you hearing from families? Maybe what have you experienced even in your own lives around the struggle about homework? So maybe Corey, could you start? Yeah. You know, even with homeschooling, I I don't have traditional homework, but it's a lot of work at home. Mm -hmm. And so I'm constantly battling that role between how much do I help? How much do I not help? What's my role in this? I think one of my biggest struggles has been when I've prepared a lesson. I'm really Mm -hmm. excited about it. I think this is going to be great. And then the toddler spills water all over or the siblings, the two older girls start fighting. And I think, where did the time go? I had Mm -hmm. this much time for this Mm -hmm. lesson. So that's a big struggle for me when I've got an agenda and the kids just kind of blow it. Yeah. They get in the way of our perfectly planned day. huh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How about you, Bonnie? What have you been hearing or experienced around homework? Yeah. You know, I've talked to a lot of parents just being in the school system and uh, being a school mentor. I, I hear a lot just when, especially moms, when they're working full time, I just see a lot of full plates, a lot of fatigue and stress, household demands, just all those things. And now, you know, I'm picking up my child from aftercare at four or five o'clock. Now I'm thinking dinner and homework. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a really difficult thing for them to fit into a really full life. And then if you add on top of that, 
the fact that the kids don't even want to do it. Now the stress, the stress has gone past a 10. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, so not only do we have to do the homework, we have to somehow have this power struggle to get them to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I just see a lot of tired moms. It seems like moms are typically the ones that, that help the kids. And that's for sure. But I just see moms trying to figure out how to manage their way mm-hmm. through that time period after school. Yeah. I think that goes along a lot with what I was saying too. You know, if we're so busy, we've got a certain amount of time. We've got our our goal of when we want this homework done. And then if the kids block that goal, mm-hmm. we get angry. Mm-hmm. We get more controlling. I think a lot of times I hear too, just the anxiety of if they can't even complete this task, mm-hmm. then how are they going to hold a job? I might've said before, we are going to be behind schedule. How are we going to take our summer vacation? We got to get this done. Yeah. Just catastrophizing into the future. It's true, Corey. We all those toxic beliefs kind of come into play. Like what is wrong with you? Why can't you just sit down and sit still and get it done? But they've been sitting down and sitting still for six hours, you know, no talking, no fidgeting, no moving. And now we're going to do it again when we come home. And so I think they're done, you know, and we're trying to help them not be done. And yet you guys, the teachers tell us they're not done. And I feel like that was part of my struggle. Even as my kids were little, I remember in kindergarten, the reading bookmark, you know, it was like (laughs) your child has to read for 30 minutes every night. And if we don't mark and sign our name as a parent (laughs) that we did the full 30 minutes every day, my child didn't get the sticker. And then I got the email from the teacher and I felt like a bad mom because my child was never going to learn to read if we didn't get all 30 minutes in every single day. And so I just feel for parents because even the pressures coming from teachers and school systems. It's a lot. Yeah. And even as a homeschool parent, I put those own pressures on myself too, as the teacher of my kids, like I should be doing this. We should be at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree that can cause a lot of stress. I'd like to say one thing really to parents on behalf of teachers, just being in the school system for lots of years. I don't think parents really realize many times that the benchmarks that are required by the state are so rigorous and so high. The expectations that the teachers feel the pressure to cover all this material. So they put that expectation on the kids, which then spills over into the home. So many teachers that I talk to, they wish that they did not have to meet so much criteria. Mm. And in order to meet it, they just load kids up with homework. So unfortunately, those expectations start at the state. (laughs) You know what I mean? And they really trickle down to our kitchen tables. And uh, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Hard situation. So we are going to talk about some solutions and we are going to be really practical for parents that are listening today. We love to do that as connected families and and especially here on our podcast. Um, And so for parents who are thinking about school right now, whether you're a homeschool parent or a charter school parent or a public school parent or a private school parent, or you might have your kids at home again because of COVID and, you know, they're doing online Zoom learning for maybe one day or all of the days of the week. You know, you want a fresh start. You're thinking through last year and the years before. You're like, I, I want to do homework different, but they're just like, please give me some tips here. Where do I start 
in rethinking how this could go for the future. So maybe Bonnie, why don't you start with this one? I have a couple of teenagers too. So I've been thinking through this and last year, let's say did not go well. I think I would think, start with, well, what didn't go well? Mm -hmm. And so maybe make that as a starting place. And so kind of think through what went well with our whole homework world and, and talk to your child, have a conversation. What would we like to do differently? What didn't feel good? What made you stressed? How did I made, you know, put my anxiety maybe and stress on you? And what could I do differently? And problem solve together. So parents aren't so much, much in the posture of, now this is what we're going to be doing this year. And we're laying out the 10 golden rules of doing homework. We're coming alongside of them and we're empathizing with the parts that were hard and we're problem solving together of what we could do different. And what would it look like for them to be more successful also would be a good question. Yeah. So Corey, you have smaller kids. At what age could we start having those conversations with our kids? I think even from the beginning, even though so much is just side by side, you know, the connected families framework. So Uh, how I would start is really to help my kids take responsibility for their schoolwork starts with me taking responsibility for my own beliefs, bringing them before God. And it's, it's a longer process than just diving in. But I think you can start that even from the youngest age of helping kids. Like whenever I'm catastrophizing, even when it's not I'm thinking of like putting away silverware as part of our homeschool day. Okay. I'm teaching a chore around the house. Why can't they do this? I could transform that to this is an opportunity to learn responsibility and how can I help? Mm -hmm. So how that's looked for us has just been incremental and letting them know that they're called and capable and treating them like people instead of just me, you know, with my expectations on them. Yeah. So I think it really just starts with taking my own beliefs before God. Um, I have another example of that too. When I'm frustrated with how long things are taking, this is one that I've clung to a lot. Interruptions in our homeschool are part of learning. I can model patience, flexibility, and a joyful attitude toward learning, not just trying to complete the task as quickly as possible. So I think even our youngest kids can, can see that. They can see our attitude toward learning and we can model that. Yeah. Interruptions in our process, in our learning, our opportunities to learn. Is that, is that close to what you said? Yes. And and that's good if you're not a homeschooling parent and you know, it's evening and you're tired and Hey, we got to sit at the kitchen table and we're going to, we're going to get through a few things tonight, but we get interrupted. That's really good. Yeah. When it comes to the topic of homework, at least from my experience and a lot of the parents that I've talked to, Many times the posture is, I am the parent demanding that you do this right now. Mm -hmm. And we may not say that word demanding, but that's our posture. Like sit down, get it done. The controlling, the anxiety, you know, seeps out. But if, if we can take a deep breath before school even starts and say, what posture are we looking for? You know, we do want to grow in our walk with Christ. We do want to model that. And my posture, you can say this to your kids, is, is I want to be on your side. Yeah. I don't want to come at you every day and nag you, but I want to come alongside you. Tell me about your day first before you even get into the homework. Tell me what's going on. What happened that was hard? I know when my kids come home from school and it's been a particularly diff- difficult day, they're not ready to jump into homework. 
So if I'm demanding that they sit down 10 minutes after they walk in the door, they're hungry, they're tired, it's been a hard day. It's not a good time. Mm-hmm. It's not a good time to start. So just being sensitive and aware of those types of things, I think could be a really way to reset. I really like that, Bonnie, because as parents are thinking, how can I set our family up and my children up for success? You know, if they're doing this in advance of school starting, then that's some early thinking that a parent could do, which is the, you know, the question is where the speed bumps going to come, you know, where do the little explosions happen? Where have they happened in the past? And then start to be really proactive about, okay, well, maybe we can come at that from a different approach, different time of day, we can problem solve. And then I like that because it gets back to what you said earlier is that I can have some ideas, but it, but it could go better if I sit down with my kids and we talk about those things. And, you know, what do we want this coming year to look like? Um, I, yeah, I really love that. Yeah. And I think too, for parent involvement, a couple of things. One is like, what messages are we sending our kids? You know, we have good goals for our kids to learn responsibility. Like we're talking about, take responsibility for your homework. We want you to be a successful human being. We want you to grow in Christ-likeness, all of these good goals we have for our kids. And we just want you to get this done too, so that we don't spend hours and hours on homework. Right. Um, but then I like what you're saying, Bonnie, the messages that we send when we try to come at them like an adversary, you know, get this done right now on my timeline, then that's not really sending a message that we are really wanting. That's really lining up with our goals. So that, that could be something practical for parents to just ask in the moment. I don't really know what to do, but what message am I sending my kid right now that can inform the next steps too. And a lot of times those toxic messages are, what is wrong with you? Why can't you just get it done? And then the identity becomes, I'm so dumb. I'm lazy. I can't do it. I'm not meeting my parents' expectations. I'm making them mad, you know, and it just really feeds in a really negative, toxic belief system. And then, you know, what kid wants to work at that point? Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're discouraged and they're defeated and they're tired, you know, and Mm -hmm. so we've kind of set them up a little bit just to not do well during the homework time. So it's, it's so hard. It strikes me that we haven't talked so much about the layer that's underneath all of that. And that's the anxiety and the fear of the parent that my child maybe isn't doing good in school. I mean, that could be the fact, you know, or they're just not motivated to get the grades that I know that they are able to get, right? I think that's a, a big thing that we hear about in from connected families and coaches is, right? I know my child has so much more potential, but they just don't have the motivation to get there. And so their own anxiety is feeling that moment of the day where, you know, just get it done. Like you just have to study for the test. Algebra test is tomorrow and I don't want you to fail. And so can we just speak to that for a minute? That kind of who's responsible for this homework? idea. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that when you asked about the age of the kids, I have felt a lot of times, oh, I'm responsible until they get to a certain age. And then the older they've gotten, I've thought, when does that happen? So I've had to think about my role as a support role, no matter what the age I can go ahead and teach them from a young age. My involvement looks more like supporting instead of owning the responsibility, Mm -hmm. because if I own it with my nagging my anxiety, my lectures, who is the one who's learning to do homework, Mm -hmm. me or my kid, (laughs) 
I think I might be learning to do it, but I don't know if my kids are learning when I really step back and think about that. Yeah. And I think to, to maybe talk out the whole, they say, well, I don't want to do homework and have a conversation say, okay, what would that look like? Like just lighthearted brainstorming. What would that look like if we just didn't do homework anymore? Let's talk about that for a minute. Not in a really negative way. Just talk about what, what, what would that be like and see what they have to say about that and really investigate how much do they really care about their grades. And, you know, is it the mom that cares more about the grades, kind of like Corey was saying, or do they genuinely care about school and, and why do we need school? And just kind of, and it does depend on the age, of course, you know, the older kids are going to have more of the, the goals, hopefully, but just kind of talk that out and unpack that for a little bit. What, what would happen if we didn't do any homework all year long? Mm-hmm. And I think that question is you coming from a good foundation of realizing I'm curious about this, but it's yeah. not my responsibility. Right. You've like gone ahead and taken your anxieties before the Lord and said, all right, I'm struggling. My kid is struggling. What's yeah. the opportunity here? And, yeah, then, and we're, and we're trying to grow wisdom. Yeah. Right. In them. No matter the age, we can have that conversation with them. I love this. You guys, we've already given lots of practical tips for parents who are really wanting to think through this homework issue. We're going to go to a commercial and after our commercial, we're going to get really practical again, but I want to start off with the question, like what are realistic expectations around responsibility depending on children's ages? So we're going to get to that after the commercial. What messages do you want to send your kids in your parenting? Are you sending them? Do your kids know they are loved no matter what, even during moments of discipline? The Discipline That Connects Parenting Framework has transformed countless families, like Allison's. She says, I never wanted to be an unsafe parent. Seeing these four messages made it clear what the foundation is, safety. I wish I had felt safe and I know I want my kids to feel it. I resonated with these messages and they remind me that there is hope and grace to be found as we parent. The four most important messages you can send your kids is free. I encourage you to go to our show notes for the link to download this free ebook. And like Allison, let it begin to transform your parenting too. Okay, we're back after the commercial. And like I said, Corey and Bonnie, I think parents are asking in their mind, like, at what age it does responsibility really show up? Like, what are age appropriate expectations for me to have of my children? So Corey, you have the small ones. Mm -hmm. Um, Bonnie, you have the older ones. Maybe Corey, why don't you start? What can a parent expect from their child as far as being responsible for their homework? Yeah, I think it's never too early to talk to your kids about those curious questions like Bonnie talked about. What do you have to do? What's what does your teacher expect for tomorrow? And letting them even own it just a little bit by telling you what their homework is. And then what kind of help would you like from me? Do you want me to sit by you? I'm thinking as early as, you know, kindergarten age students yeah. are being sent home with homework. And it may look like handwriting worksheet or a math worksheet or a reading time. And so, you know, depending on your kid's reading level, you might have to read it to them. You might have to check it, but it's still coming from the posture of how can, how can I be a support to you? And I think even little ones that young can learn when they show up at school and they haven't done it, it's still not 
mama and daddy's job to make sure that they do it. That's really hard for our little ones. You know, we don't want them to fail. I would imagine it'd be that same way when you're older too. I became a certified coach when my kids were probably middle school, starting high school. Boy, do I wish I had the the ability to ask good questions of them when they were even in kindergarten, because I can hear that conversation. How are you doing? You know, they get off the school bus and how are you doing? Like, how was the day? And can I, do you want to get your homework done now or later? What's your homework? I love it. All those questions. And they have so much then control. They're checking on themselves. How am I doing right now? Do I need a snack or not? Those are such responsibility and wisdom producing questions. Yeah. I love that too, because those questions that you mentioned, you're teaching your kid to kind of understand what's going on in their own body. Mm -hmm. And you are from a young age guiding them. Hey, I have some ideas. Do you think it might help to swing right now Mm -hmm. or to get a snack? And then you're already teaching them that emotional regulation of this is what I need. How many of us as adults probably need to learn what we need (laughs) when we're stressed? (laughs) Yeah. And I can see that, you know, oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. No, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I can see the bedtime tuck in even saying, how'd that go today? How'd that go? Did that work to push it that far in the day? You were so tired after dinner, you know? So there's some of this is right. A parent's freedom of a parent's ability to let our children fail. Yes. That's a big one, isn't it? Yep. It's hard. It, it really is. I love all these questions. And, and what I try to do with my kids too, is if, what's your plan? Okay. What's your plan for homework? Yep. And so, you know, that takes a little, the control out of me and you know, they say, okay, well, I'm gonna do my homework at this time. Mm-hmm. Even if then in my brain, I'm thinking that's probably not a good plan. I want to let them see that it might not be a good plan. It mm-hmm. might turn out great. And that's fantastic. But many times I let them play that out. Yeah. So that it's much better for them to see that that was not a good plan than for mom to say that wasn't, that's not a good plan. Yep. <laughs> They're going to learn wisdom and responsibility so much better if they make a decision and then it doesn't turn out so great. Yeah. I love that. Another thing too, I was just going to add to that. I think a really essential question, and this comes back, this comes from my background in special education is to really distinguish between, is this homework assignment too difficult or am I lacking motivation? Because many times kids with learning challenges will many times say, I don't feel like doing it. I don't want to do it. When what they're really saying is, I don't know how, or it's too hard. And so to me, parents really need to distinguish between those two things because you, you problem solve two complete different ways depending on the answer to that. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. And yeah, even brings a little sadness to me, actually, Bonnie, as I think back to that kindergarten story that I just told, and it wasn't until fifth grade that we realized and found out that my daughter had dyslexia. Right. So the battles back then, you know, thankfully I didn't put any of that on her and even finally put my foot down kind of with the teacher and was like, we're doing 10 minutes and that's it. That's what our family can handle. But, and you know, in connected families words, we say the just right challenge and how important that is for parents to have that filter. Like, is this a challenge? Is this homework assignment a challenge? Is this something my child is able to do right now or not? Yes. So I think, I think that's super important because if it's a whole motivation thing, you can come at that from lots of different ways. 
If it's too difficult, you might need that more presence of a parent sitting next to them. Like Corey said, you're not doing it for them, but they just might need that extra encouragement, pat on the back, hug, motivation to stay to the task, especially if the children have any kind of attention struggles at all, or, you know, that's even a whole other really challenging place. They're easily distracted. So, Hmm. yeah. I, I love great. this. We we've talked a lot and woven into our conversation, just really what is going on in the child around homework. And, you know, and we've mentioned maybe it's, it is too hard. Maybe they're not understanding it. Maybe they, they need to go swing first before they do their homework. You know, there could be so many things that are going on inside the child besides just not wanting to do it, which mm-hmm. I don't know about you ladies, but I can even understand just that. Like, I just don't want to do it. I want to go play and read my book and I'm a kid. And so we get that. So, and it's not just defiance or laziness that we oftentimes label it as I love looking under the surface with those questions you guys were talking about. Yeah, really good. Well, we have a couple of minutes left. I want to ask you this question. So school starts, (laughs) we're, you know, a few weeks in. And we run into a speed bump, right? The homework doesn't get done. We know the algebra test is coming. Maybe, maybe the result came back and it was not a good grade. Maybe I'm getting emails from the teacher, you know, again, late assignment or not turned in assignment. So then what, what can a parent do? What should their strategy be at that point? Can we give some parents some practical tips here? Bonnie, do you want to start? Yeah, I think going back to the whole question thing, another question that my kids hear a lot is help me understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's another way for me to step back, breathe and pause before I jump in, you know, with both feet. So help me understand about this grade. Help me understand why you're playing video games when I thought we had agreed on this is homework time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that gives the child again an opportunity Sometimes there's actually a really good reason, sometimes not so much, but you're putting it back on them to think through, do you remember what we agreed? Do you remember what we talked about, you know, Sunday night about how the week is going to go? So help me understand that. And it's really holding them responsible for a discussion that hopefully already happened. You know, you're having an algebra test in two days. Okay. What's your plan? Back to that question. And then when they don't follow through on that plan, it's help me understand. And then, you know, you might have to follow through with some consequences because they didn't hold their end of the, of being responsible. And I think parents want to start me included at, let me regain control of this situation. What consequence do I need to give to make the child do what I want? So I love the connected families framework. So it is practical. That's what I would go to. I'd pull out my magnet, my fridge magnet and say, (laughs) all right, foundation, let me take a deep breath. (sighs) Oh. Let me give a little smile to connect. Maybe I'm just going to ask a curious question. Hey, what was that about? Maybe, you know, I had an issue earlier this week where it was just resistance after resistance after resistance. And when I, when I realized, let me take a deep breath and just connect and ask a question. It went a lot better. Now, had I needed to get to correction, there might've already been some expectations in place. You know, this would be a great thing to talk about before the school year starts, What are the expectations? What responsibilities does the child have before privileges? And what are those privileges that will be on hold until the responsibilities get done? We don't have to start there in a punitive way, but I think 
I didn't even have to get there with my issue with the resistance. Once I just took the time to take a deep breath and understand what was going on with her and asked her what's going on or how do you want to, how do you want to handle this? She wanted to take a break. I didn't want her to, (laughs) I wanted to finish. But when I let her take that break, we just came back together. We had agreed to five minutes and the rest of the morning went a lot more smoothly. Yeah. That's really good. Setting our kids up for success, I think, is, you know, in the middle of that, you got the email back, you got the test result back, you know, there's a bit of a thing. And I'm asking those questions. We had to have that conversation with one of our daughters because it was the email about not turned in papers and reports and things. And so it turned into what's your plan? Like, what is the system that you want to try to solve this problem? And, and so we had regular check-ins and we didn't solve the problem right away, you guys. And she kept coming up with ideas that I just was like, I just don't think that's going to work. And you know what? They didn't work, but I sure didn't say that. I was like, you're problem solving and you're working on this and you're trying to get better. And eventually she came to a solution that does work for her. And now she's going to be senior and you guys, she turns in all our papers on time. That's so exciting. <laughs> I know. So exciting. Isn't it? When that happens, <laughs> she took responsibility. And if yeah. and I just had to bite my tongue and get peaceful and know that her grade is her grade and it's not my grade, you know, and, and allow her to grow her own wisdom through trial and error on some of those things. Yes. That was perspective is everything. We got through that friends. We got through it. You took an active role in supporting her through your encouragement too. I love that you mentioned that we hadn't really talked about that much yet, but just giving those encouraging messages, noticing what they're good at their strengths. And I know I feel better to complete what I need to do when I feel good about that. Yeah. And I think too, you know, what's the payoff we get, we get payoff in the form of a paycheck when we work really hard, what's their payoff? Do they even get a thank you? Like, good job. Thank you for having such a great attitude in your homework today. Oh, well done. Yeah. You know, and you know, we can maybe think it doesn't have to always be money, but what are some encouragement, some ways to encourage with rewards and, you know, good job verbally in other ways. I think sometimes we just assume that kids are going to have a good attitude and that's how it should be. I I would rather focus on positive rewards than negative consequences. And I know we always, you can't not have consequences in life, but it's more fun to do rewards and it puts them in a better frame of mind too. So good. We're at the end of our podcast today. I wonder if either of you have any kind of closing thoughts on responsibility and homework. I would say just keep the big picture of growing wisdom and try not to lead with control and anxiety and manipulation or whatever else you want to put in there. Just take a step back, think about what it's like to be them and pray for God's great wisdom just to walk with you. It's it's a difficult time, but it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think going along with that, Bonnie, the bigger picture, like you said, this really reflects how we are helping equip them to live out their calling by God to be a blessing in life, not just to be people pleasing and doing everything that they're asked or just to be depending on others to get by in life, but really living out their purpose that God has the good works that he's planned for them to do. That's what we want them to be responsible in doing. And I think homework is one way that this is an opportunity for them to learn that. Yes. 
for sure. I love it. You guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Corey and Bonnie, you were just fantastic. I know that we gave a lot of good practical tips for our community. So thank you for that. My pleasure. Thanks for having us. I hope you enjoyed our podcast today. We would love to hear from you. Leave a comment and let us know what you found useful or a question that we could address in a future podcast. Don't forget to rate and review so that others can find us more easily. There are many ways that you can connect with us. Over the last months, we've been using Clubhouse to have live conversations and fun interactions. Every Wednesday at 7.30 a.m. Central Time, we open powerful prayers for our kids hour. We would love to have you join us. For more information about Connected Families, go to connectedfamilies.org.